Hey there, guys and gals. Vin the Human here, Vincent Herman. Uh, sitting to my right is... Bob Collins, also known as Boba Fett. And straight ahead of me is... James Little, also known as Alpha Spectre, officially. Unfortunately, we're not joined by Harley Hartthrob today. She had some pressing family business. Uh, so hopefully we'll see her in the future. But we do have a new member, and uh, that is our fact checker, Shell Razor. Back here, you want to say hi? Hey, everyone. She's hiding back in the shadows. Yes, because she has you? to use her cell like phone, a ninja. and it will mess with our recording. So, <laughs> um, all right, guys, we've got a lot for you this time. Even though we filled two hours last time, there really wasn't much to talk about, and we're trying to do a, a shorter podcast this time, and we have way more to talk about. Well, we're not going to go panel by panel through a whole trailer. Yeah, well, uh, well, I did bring Kingdom Come. <laughs> uh, did no. bring... No, we're not doing Kingdom Come this time. Crisis on Infinite Earths. <sighs> Omnibus. Yeah. I, I've got the whole stack of uh, 52 countdown here. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Alright guys, but well, what we are going to start out talking about is uh, TV shows and movies. Uh, specifically, you might have heard that Supergirl is moving to the CW. Um, I can't remember, do you guys know why they... Uh, they Decided not to re-up it on the CBS because that I was their highest rated show. No. Uh, no, no, I think it was rated. That's what the I Flash episode was, was the, the highest, highest rated, rated episode okay. of that show. And it was just because of the Flash. Yeah. I, that's, I think that was really the main reason why they even had that crossover anyway was they, they were they trying to bring some of the audience from Flash over. And the thing is, I've watched the first couple episodes of it and it's a really good show. And apparently it gets... It gets a lot better. It does as they, it proceeds. Um, I've only made it really up to thirteen, and I'm going to be rectifying that soon. I haven't even made it that far. I've only watched episode one. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, well, it is really. It, it eventually, um, as things progress in um, uh, in Car's life, uh, I couldn't remember Supergirl's name at first. Uh, <laughs> in Car's life. Um, she starts to get more and more frustrated, a lot like Supergirl does in the comics, especially the new 52. And that's one of the things that really boosted sales was watching her just, like, try and deal, but she just can't. Um, so what you're saying is she can't even. She can't she even. Can't. In this show, <laughs> Supes can't even. <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, it's, it's a really interesting aspect. And you got to understand, you know... Um, Unlike Superman, she had, she has memories of Krypton. You know, she she grew up. Well, there. yeah, she was. She was actually she older. Was a, she was like older. ten or twelve. Yeah. She wasn't a baby. She was a preteen, essentially. Yeah, and by the time she gets to Earth, Superman's lived out a full adult life already. Yeah, <laughs> he's come out of adolescence. He's an adult, and he's already established. So you know, it's it's pretty frustrating that people from her past come out, and uh, that just adds on to it. But it is it. It's a show that had promise. I I think CBS was the wrong place for it. I'm I'm happy that it's moving to CW. They just need to call it the DC Network. Yeah, I mean, I mean we we've kind of well, had this discussion before. <laughs> that or they just, they just kind of need to uh, they need to start putting money into a separate network well, and not only play all these shows, but they could play old stuff like Smallville and Birds Bat of Prey. They could even go back and play Batman the animated series. They, they yeah, really could all, have their own. Uh, the, although maybe not so much. Birds I mean, granted, they have they have their they have their web <laughs> yeah. uh, channel DC Access or whatever. But but uh, I'm worried about the budget because that was one of the big things. Is they had a, a decent budget 
for it. I mean, yeah, they were filming look, in L.A. Look at how well Arrow's done. Flash has look, done. Look, look at the special like, effects in Flash. Well, King Shark was almost flawless. Uh, yeah, what two times we've seen. The Flash is one of their their biggest shows. Yeah. They're they're putting all their special effects budget money into that. Is yeah, there yeah, really much room left for Supergirl? Uh, I know that moving to Vancouver, it's going to cut costs down. There's going to be less sanctions and stuff, yeah. but. At the same time, it's still a you know a high effects show. I mean, it's, it's Supergirl. So, yeah, uh, but they're gonna have to learn to do some some more practical stuff. Which in I my think mind, they've done a lot of practical pra- stuff. On I show. love practical effects. Like sometimes you can you can really see like when things are overly CG, and like Flash well, is a good example. There there are just a few times that you yeah. can just tell that it's. Obviously, the scenario is impossible. Well, a lot of it is is practical effects, but I mean, again, it's Supergirl. She's got all these powers. They all require CG. Yeah. Uh, whereas the Flash and being a character that flies. Yeah. Is... Well, you gotta think of that. Anytime it's they do a lot of wire work. Yeah, they do a lot of wire work. There's not a whole like. I mean, when she flies off, obviously there's a lot of CG. Or when they're doing shots of her in the air, there's probably green screen, but. Uh, yeah, they do a lot of practical effects, which is another reason why I've enjoyed the show to an extent. Because um, it, it, it first started out like Allie McBeal with superpowers. Yeah. But, <laughs> that's what um, it felt like to me, and that's I think that may have been the reason why I wasn't really enthusiastic about continuing yeah. it right away. But it does get better. Um, and I'm sure, like, CW is kind of getting like Marvel with me as far as the shows go. Yeah. Because yeah, it seems yeah. like they know what they're doing. Uh, I really Absolutely. hope Constantine ends up coming over there. There's talk of that now that... I mean, they still talk about him a lot in the show. Like, they still reference they, him. They just brought him up him. a couple episodes ago. Yeah. Well, there you go. Like, I'm, I'm still not caught up on those two. <laughs> um, I've missed more than half of, like, season... What? Season two of The Flash and season four of Arrow? Are they up to season four? I think it's five. Is it five? I don't Uh, know. Uh, It's been out a while. After like two or three, I kind of lose count. Another thing I hope is that um, since they're moving to Vancouver, uh, the setting's going to change. Like, you know, it's not going to look the same. uh, And they're not going to build L.A. for for just this show. So I'm wondering if they're going to collapse the universes together somehow. Like, do some big... Well, Uh, we've gotten references to Coast City in... uh, I think it was Flash. Yeah, yeah but, but a couple times. But the uh, Supergirl, the whole Supergirl show takes place in a completely different universe. Yeah, whatsoever. Than, and it's not even Coast Flash City; it's yeah. National City. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Didn't that used to be a bank? <laughs> <laughs> Don't they make bikes? Um, it's, Honestly, yeah. I, I, whenever she does come over, I'd like to see not much, but a slightly new costume. Just like I don't know, I like that. I, I feel like it goes but, with the movie. I do too, but I also saw a saw a, uh, a piece oh. of fan art today. Yeah, pretty much the only thing they added to it was they made her have like the cape came up into a collar. Yeah, and I think there's a and there's a lot like more um, shoulder definition, like armored type detail, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the S was embossed. Okay. Yeah, it, it's like a actual S plate rather than just an S. The, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it'll be all right. Um, I I have no faith in Krypton. Coming to sci-fi because it's going to sci-fi. I mean, they they did good with Constantine, but they also couldn't keep it going because it's sci-fi. Nobody's watching that channel. Constantine, Constantine wasn't was on sci-fi. sci-fi. Yeah, it was. No, it wasn't. It was, it was on. Oh, uh, yes. No, yeah, NBC that's right. Or... They were trying to pick Something. it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay. 
Which I'm so, glad they didn't. I I would rather have seen Constantine get canceled and then have the possibility of it getting picked up by CW now. Yeah. Than yeah. it going over to sci-fi and just being this ridiculous campy show. Because right now, like I like you said, I have full faith in the Berlantiverse. Like Dave Berlanti's yeah, the Berlantiverse. Yeah. The Berlantiverse. <laughs> yeah. And, and Supergirl is part of it. Supergirl yeah. is part of it. Like he he runs most of that show as well. So it makes sense that it's coming. While to CW. while it's it's good that they have multiple universes across these TV shows, I still want to see them come together. Yeah. Um, moving on from that, let's talk about uh, another very worrisome thing, uh, Power Rangers. I'm not worried. <laughs> okay, not I'm, worried? Not, I'm not as worried really? as some people are. Like... I'm, I'm, Some people look at these suits and they're like, oh, it just looks like Iron Man. No, the picture we've gotten, it just looks like glare on their chest and the empty spot yeah. where the dinosaur pictures are supposed to be. Even after you pointed that out, it's it's they're still not sitting well with me. Like they're too they're too techy. Like and I get that it kind of matches their Zords, but that's yeah. one of the things about the Power Rangers is that uh, and I think they nailed it with the first movie as far as the costumes go. It kind of mixed uh, mysticism and technology in a really balanced light yeah well because in the first movie we had those like their helmets all did something special like well the yellow ranger had three the of their helmets did something special the others uh, got funk red ranger had what that scanner thing yeah some weird uh, uh, night vision and type who, scanner. who else trini had uh had trini the had the headlights headlights well, it wasn't yeah, trini yeah, yeah. it was aisha oh yeah aisha. yeah because yeah. yeah. they had yep. recast before we'll the just movie. go with the colors <laughs> No, because if you say the yellow one, it sounds racist. If you say the black one, it sounds racist. I think that's kind of why they switched. But the yellow one ended up being black, and then the black one ended up yeah. being Asian-ish. Honestly, I feel like these well these the new show. costumes, to me, seems like uh, everybody always makes the reference of like Iron Man and stuff. But obviously, yeah. like right now, in this, in this time... Most things kind of are taking from Marvel and yeah, I know, but but it kind of looks like a mix almost between an Iron Man suit and the first movie costumes. It does not come off Power Rangers to me. The helmets look dope. The superpower beatdown with the Green Ranger costume, right? Yeah. See, like that's a good that upgrade. was a good one. That's yeah. a good upgrade. Like I think because it still well, felt the so much. Ranger. It still felt so much like the the, the original costume, but they they added in like that uh, almost like honeycomb design stuff. Yeah, added in the gold a little more on like the gave it some accents a little bit yeah. more of like another reason uh, the costumes worry me is because where they're so armored and stuff, there's no way they're building practical suits that are going to be no. able to do everything. So we're going to see a lot of CG in these costumes, and that. I mean, that is going to throw me off. I mean, I know it's probably got a decent budget, but there's no way it's got, like, Marvel money budget to where it'll be seamless. No. I don't know what the budget has been set for it is. And they're going to be blowing that budget on the Zords. So. Oh, yeah. Who's directing this? Like, who? I don't know anybody that's behind this. Yeah. I don't I know, even know. I, am, I haven't seen the studio is coming in. Is yeah. Over my head. I don't know. But that's not always a bad thing. No, no, no. But... I would also, uh, I mean, I would also like to know, because, I mean, if, if it's somebody that has a really good track record with these kind of things, then, you know, I would have a little bit more faith. But, I mean, right now, I'm not I'm not overly concerned. There's other there's other movies and other remakes that uh, I'm a little more concerned about than, than Power Rangers, but... Yeah. The director is Dean Israelite. What has Never. he done? Not a whole lot, actually. Really? Uh, he's done a couple of shorts. He did... 
Project Almanac in 2015. Project Almanac. Okay, that looks like a university. Uh, yeah, I've never watched was, that. Uh, I, I don't know. No, no, no. That's where they were, uh, like, I think they were, like, jumping around in time or something. Something really weird. I remember yeah. it was one of those. I had... Yeah, I really wanted movies. to watch it when it was on Netflix, but I don't think I ever got around to it. Yeah, well, really I'm, but like you said, like too. honestly, their track record doesn't really necessarily mean anything. I can't remember the director's name, but the director of Deadpool. The only, only thing he really directed prior to that was, I think it was uh, Batman Arkham Origins yeah. movie tra- or game trailer. Hmm. And pff, look at Deadpool, you know? Right. Well, uh, track record... Tim Miller? Doesn't always Tim Miller, mean Miller. that it's going to be terrible. I mean, sometimes a director can just botch four or five movies and then they finally pick something up that yeah. just clicks with them. Uh, and maybe this is one of those instances. And sometimes it's not even always when you do have a track record, well. it, it does it does I think it, it helps makes matter. the fan base yeah. more at ease. Oh yeah. But with this not knowing like really any of the names, any of the mm-hmm. actors, like really anything, it's the got actors, everyone all like, I like that the actors are all yeah. nobody's yeah. Well, that, well, that's a good the only movie. actor that we really know of Right now, it's Elizabeth, ba- Elizabeth Banks as yeah. Rita Repulsa. Yeah, that's Which, the only name so far. So, mentioning that, what do we think the plot's going to be? I've talked to you about this before. <laughs> yeah. All right. It was after it was after the suits were released. And by then, we already saw Elizabeth Banks in full costume. Now, I'm not sure what exactly, how exactly they're going to do this, but I feel like by some point, we're going to get Tommy in this movie. Yeah. And I, I <laughs> and I and I don't think it's coincidental that Rita is in all green. I think uh, I think you're right about that. I I think they're definitely at least going to kick off Green with Evil, and at maybe least. Tommy yeah. will be the the sequel. Because oh my God, wouldn't that be great? A whole movie where they're fighting the Green Ranger, like he's the main well, villain. And right now we're all like. Fans love versus movies yeah. and shows. We oh, love yeah. heroes Ranger fighting versus heroes. Ranger. Yeah. I I'm into it. Um, but. Are we gonna get JDF? Okay, I feel like I feel like JDF is gonna find a way to get in this movie some way. Whether he's playing Tommy Oliver, which I I don't want, and I highly doubt because it would. If they're still going, the age difference is yeah. The age difference is just way way too much. He can play a teenage Green Ranger in this movie, but I say he at the very least will have a cameo. At the very least, we bought Tobey Maguire. Spider-Man. And we also, <laughs> but we didn't have Tommy Mc- McGuire years prior to that. He as was thirty-two when he did that. Well, look we at Chris O'Donnell as Robin, oh, yeah. a grown man playing a boy wonder. <laughs> <laughs> well, look at spoiler alert: Tony Stark. What they were oh. able to do with oh, yes. and with this CG, you know and what? We'll get to that they, in a little bit. I do want to but, say this: people shat. All over Tron Legacy uh, for okay. doing that. Okay, well, Tron Tron's wasn't granted. It was just just in the years yeah. since it released, it has progressed tremendously. Oh, but yeah. it wasn't nearly as seamless. No, just look at just all right. But well, it, look at Michael Douglas and Ant Man. That was just what last year. My whole argument and for it was, was still. A little, I mean, it looked definitely better than Jeff Bridges, but it oh, was yeah. still a little off. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. I said Jeff. Robert Bridges. Downey Jr. <laughs> but was whoa, like it looked. Whoa, when so when I saw that mind. in Tron Legacy, I like I wasn't thinking about what it was. I was thinking about where it's gonna go. I was yeah. like, think of all the shit that can be done with this. Uh, and of course, it's Disney. It's yeah, yeah, yeah it's Disney. They can do anything. Anyways, back to Power Rangers. Um, so I hope they don't do green with evil. I hope they just set it up. Well, th- there's so much that they can do. Like, yeah. from what we grew up on, th- there's so much they can do starting out before mm-hmm. Green with Evil. 
But I feel like if this movie does well and they don't do green with evil, then it's going to be an eventuality. Like yeah. it will happen one it's way got or another. It's got because to. well, I mean, you've got your 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 trilogy uh, right here. You set up Rita Repulsion. Then you the second movie is green, green with, with evil. evil. Third movie. Uh, Lord Zed. Zed. I was gonna say I want Zed. Green Ranger ends up getting his White, uh, Ranger. White Ranger costume. There's there's your trilogy right there. That you're welcome. You heard Saban. it here first from Saban. the Human. <laughs> yeah. um, this is what we need. And Not last, ready. let's let's talk about these dinosaurs. Uh, there's one picture out there right now of the T Rex sword, and holy crap, it's it's so great. Uh, we, we were talking about this in the car the other day, and Bob loved this in my notes. Uh, these dinosaurs look like how we saw them as kids. They, they yeah. look, Watching it again, they look like shit in the old show. Oh, yeah. Which oh, is yeah. terrible. Absolutely. But, uh, they yeah, look like most of every... in the old show. But we saw, we saw yeah. freaking robo-dinosaurs running around, well, kicking ass. We didn't see little sparks in the background flying out, little puffs of smoke. We saw explosions. Explosions, yeah. And, like, cities being destroyed. But then, at the end of the day, it's... <laughs> it's just a cardboard box yeah. that got knocked over. <laughs> but, like, with this... Just seeing the the T Rex and the way that it's made and the capabilities that could come through the transformation into the Megazord, that's yeah. like I said, that's, that's what, what I'm I want. That's what I want. It's gonna be great. Like, I want to see the Megazord completed. I just I want to I want to see it. Yeah, you know what? What I'm gonna lose my mind because eventually they'll do the Green Ranger, like we said. Yeah. Is uh, the Super he, Megazord? Well, there's that. But what I'll lose my mind with is the first moment he pulls out the dragon, dragon. dagger. Yes! Oh, and if, if they fuck up the song, I they, will walk out of the theater. If they, if they auto-tune it or dubstep it, I'm done. I will walk out of the fucking theater and demand yeah. my money yeah. back. Um, okay, let's move on uh, from this. Because uh, we can go on about Power Rangers. Yeah. All so Real quick, I kind of feel like uh, the only the dinosaur that we dinosaur that we saw remind me a little bit of Grimlock from the Transformers movie. Uh, yeah, a but I mean, bit, I, yeah. I feel like yeah. it has to be. Yeah, Grimlock well, yeah. is like oh, it's a man. giant robot dinosaur. What else I is just, it going to look like? Well, I just get a little depressed because I was so excited for the dinosaurs, and, and I just it was, shit on your the, parade. That first five minutes is amazing. Holy shit! Holy shit! And then they just keep doing the exact same thing for a solid twenty minutes, and and then they forget about them. They go away. So, fuck real quick. <laughs> that being said. That could be our potential reference point for how some of the other swords are going to look. <laughs> yeah, more or less. <laughs> I'm all right with it. Uh, but all right, moving on. Uh, let's talk about comic books, guys. Woo! Um, something new to the podcast. <laughs> yeah. We, we, our... talk, we talk about comic books? Uh, well, I mean, if. fan base, whatever. I don't even read them. This... What, what are comics? Yeah, no, awesome. yeah. Uh, Bob's... <laughs> Is that... Bob's pointing out the white fingerprint on the I cover thought, of my Punisher number one. Um, I thought you had something on it. I didn't realize it no, was. No, yeah, it's it was just Marvel stupid, shitty comic Marvel printing. Yeah. Careful with your Marvel comics. If your hands are prone to uh, getting clammy, yeah. don't hold your Marvel comics. I, Especially I if there's usually, black on them. It always seems like people pull the black ink yeah. right off the cover. I usually try to keep my hands clean when I'm. I try. See, uh, this right sometimes here, I'm. You bit. read your books a little more delicate. Delicately than yeah. I do. I watched this it last night. And... Is how I read. 
Like I will leave it on the table. I use my <laughs> I use I put my bag and board horizontal across my hand and let it lay across. I've got a like perfect hand placement thing going. On. He just has a he has a podium. He puts it on. There's white little, gloves. Little tweezers. Yeah, little gloves. There's white gloves like with little chanting tweezers. Chanting in the background. All right, guys. Um, I'm going to kick us off here. We each have one book uh, a piece that we're going to talk about, and we are not going to go panel by panel like we did last time. That was, that was a fiasco. We're all good on that. Uh, oh, <laughs> that's right. We didn't go into that. Uh, no, we didn't. We but it's okay. That. It's okay. I, yeah. You're good. We decided on one book apiece because we had so much to talk about. <laughs> what you didn't see is I nonchalantly grabbed my second book and hid it underneath the table because I thought <laughs> we were doing two. All right, uh, I'm going to talk about Punisher number one, guys. Um, and this is uh, actually kind of a, a groundbreaking Punisher issue, only because uh, this is the first time it's ever been written by a woman, uh, Becky Coolin. Um, and just judging on this issue, we'll jump ahead a little bit. I think it's going to be a decent run. Um, but what we get in this issue is... Uh, there's this big drug deal going down with this new uh, drug. Basically, when you inhale it, it gives you, like, temporary psychopathic super soldier strength. Um, and the whole thing is being... super soldier strength. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and the whole thing is being enforced nice. by this guy named Olaf, who's this really begrudging... Uh, he comes off as a vet, and he you find out later that he is a former Marine. Um... And then we're also joined by DEA agents who are overseeing the entire thing. Um, and really for the first, I don't know, for the first uh, five or six pages, it's just these two groups, the drug dealers and the DEA, talking about their plans, what they need to get done, blah, blah, blah. And then they're standing there, the drug dealers are standing there talking, and then all of a sudden a friggin' wall fucking explodes. And you're watching uh, what's going on in the security cameras, and it's the Punisher comes in. Uh, and he just starts killing everyone. No real lead-up to the Punisher. Like, you see him in a dark alley for a second, but that's about it. And then he just comes in and starts killing these guys. Strip toss. The Punisher's in a dark alley. Right? Uh, really out of character. This castle here. <laughs> um, but he ends up... Uh, Killing a bunch of these guys before one of them takes the drug and uh, doesn't really fuck up Frank too much. He uh, he has a little trouble, but you you all right? <laughs> yeah, I, I'm picking up things that are falling apart. Uh, <laughs> and uh, he ends up killing that guy too. But while this is going on, Olaf, uh, our enforcer guy, has killed uh, two of the drug dealers because they're freaking out. They don't know what to do, and he can tell that this whole thing's a bust. So he's going to get out while he can, kills the other uh, enforcer guys, and leaves a file on the table. Um, so Punisher finishes killing off these guys, and all of a sudden Olaf comes out from the darkness with a gun and starts talking to Frank, and it turns out that they knew each other from the old service days. Uh, and Olaf's telling him, hey, these guys were kind of assholes to me the whole time. I was just kind of taking a job. They treated me like shit. I really don't care that you killed all of them. Uh, but you know how, you basically know how fast I am. And you really don't want to bring a cinder block to a gunfight. Because Frank is holding the cinder block that he just smashed this dude's head in with. <laughs> um, Never bring so a cinder block to a gunfight. Frank throws it down and he's like, hey, I left you all the information on these guys in a file on the table in the back room. 
It's all yours. Don't bother uh, following me. Semper Fi, Frank. Um, and he just leaves. Um, then we cut to the next morning. The DEA is coming in for their raid to find that all the drug dealers have been killed. And they're speculating on what happened. And this female uh, DEA agent, I, don't, I didn't catch her name, she surmises that there was at least one other shooter, but this was mostly done by one man, and she's got a pretty good idea who it was. Spider-Man. Um, <laughs> then we cut to a few panels of um, one of the guys who's behind all of this talking to the guy who is totally behind all of this, and uh, the lower behind all of this guy, <laughs> is uh, his name is The Face, and that's all they call him. And he's working on something. There's a bloody knife sitting by. He's hammering a nail into a board. And they're talking about Frank Castle and what needs to be done about him. And then our last page here is just a full-page spread of this guy standing in front of a wall full of plaques that have faces nailed to them. Is he at Joker's house? Because that's exactly <laughs> what that reminded me of, is the peeled face. Um, and he's at, uh, the guy asks him... Uh, I know your schedule's pretty busy, but can you handle the Punisher? And the face says, I'm pretty sure I can find some space to fit him in. Obviously, ah. seeing the wall. Uh, and that's how that issue ends. Um, we get introduced to Olaf, we get who really is really cool. There's a part where he's talking about, they're making fun of him because he only has this one gun, and it looks like he's been using it like all so his Olaf's life. Is a drug dealer? Huh? Olaf is an enforcer. He's not wow. a drug dealer. Yeah, he's ex-military. He just kind of, like, his job was mostly to oversee things, make sure they go down smoothly. Does he like warm hugs? Uh, <laughs> it does not seem like that. Uh, in fact, <laughs> I think he likes warm blood. Uh, anyways, but he comes off really cool. I can't wait to see him and what goes down between him and Frank. But the thing I think I like the most about this um, is that Frank Castle doesn't say a single word. There's not one speech not bubble one for the Punisher. He just kills. He kills, and then he gets the file. What's the creative it. team on that? Um, we've got artist Steve Dillon, color artist uh, Frank Martin, letter yeah. VCs Corey Pettit. The writer is, is Becky what? <laughs> oh, the writer is, uh, writer is Becky okay. Coolen. Uh, like I was talking about uh, at the beginning of the book. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. I, I was <laughs> I was not paying attention, obviously. Um, the the artwork is kind of it's not bad. It's just it, generic. It's just yeah, yeah. It's it's kind I mean, of a typical Punisher book story. I mean, it's not JRJR, but <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> yeah. We won't get into that. Uh, but anyways, I enjoyed the book. It's a little lackluster for a number one. Um, I I'm. Hoping it goes somewhere, really, because they, they fall into this trap. They they start out this way, and then they just stay this way up until the last few issues because the book's already been canceled. And so they're, they're just bringing out all the good shit right there at the very end. Um, so I've got high hopes for this book. Should turn out pretty well. Uh, Bob, what are you going to go with? Um, I think today I will go with, it's technically an issue two. But uh, we've got Grizzly Shark Returns from Image Comics. <laughs> it's uh, this incredibly crazy, fun, just absurd tale about a 
a great white shark that lives on land that acts more or less like a grizzly bear, obviously. But like he can like he can smell blood from a mile away and just it's absolutely the fact that he mostly travels through the treetops. <laughs> they never really explain how he moves, what he's swimming through. It's just it just happens. He just is. He's just floating around. And that's the uh, kind of ridiculousness you can expect from this one. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that sets it. the stage. Well, uh, the creative team. I'm probably going to uh, slaughter their names, but it's Ryan Otley and Ivan. Plus- Placenta. Placenta. That's exactly what I wanted to say. Placen- Placencia, whatever. I have no idea. I'm not going to try. But, uh, kind of recap on what happened last book. I don't remember all the characters' names, but the main characters that we really got to worry about is uh, a kid named Kyle, who his father got eaten the last issue. <laughs> the whole bottom half of Kyle got eaten in the last issue. His father put him in like dipped him into the a bonfire to kind of sear off the wound and somehow survives. And he's been, <laughs> he's with a, uh, a giant special redneck man named John Bob. I think, yeah, John Bob. John Bob. And John Bob, apparently last issue killed the grizzly shark by just okay. punching straight through him. <laughs> All right. Literally just punching straight through him. So how, where we start on this book Our is, hero, uh, ladies and gentlemen, pretty much for a warning. Anytime you see blood in this book, if somebody has a scrape on their knee, they will die. <laughs> Guaranteed, they will die. They are essentially red shirts. They are already written off. They're the stoner and the slut in a horror movie. They're going to die first. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, let's start out with a couple bikers, uh, bicyclists here. One of them has a a busted knee. And he has his buddy blow blow on it because his owie still hurts. So what, he, he blows cigarette smoke <laughs> on it. He says, don't, I don't want cancer in my knee. Blow with good air. And while he's saying that, you see a mouth full of teeth come through these bushes and just munch off half one guy's face, the arms off the other guy, <laughs> and just each panel he's munching a little more until there's nothing left. You just see an eyeball, some blood flying around, and then grizz, grizzly shark in bloody dripping letters. <laughs> and then we skip over to uh, to Kyle and John Bob. They're out hitchhiking, and they get picked up by a man named... Kyle and a Dr. Lorraine. And they are actually out researching for grizzly sharks. They're trying to find grizzly sharks. And they've obviously come to the right place. She pulls up, asks them... Uh, I'm hunting grizzly sharks. Very, <laughs> <Yeah>. very quiet. <laughs> so, of course, she, she picks them up. And they start asking questions. And they want they want Kyle and John Bob to... Uh, to lead them to the grizzly shark. And, of course, John Bob is like, I haven't, I haven't peed in four days. <laughs> like, I don't want anywhere near anywhere near this grizzly shark. And uh, and Kyle, this he doesn't say a word th- up until now. Just slams on the brakes and makes him get out. Tries to get Kyle to get out. And <laughs> finally, Kyle, or uh, what's his name? Yeah, Kyle tells John, or tells... Donnie. Oh my god, I got these names all mixed up. Alright, the half man is named Donnie. Kyle is this... I told you I was completely unprepared for this, this episode. Uh, Kyle is this big burly man who just stopped the car. He's trying to get Donnie, the half guy, out of here. And he keeps telling things like, well, you can't... You can talk the talk, but you can't walk the walk. He's making little funny puns that he has no legs. He's like, come on, step out of the car and try to kick my ass. Until finally, Donnie gets so mad... And can't control himself any longer that he somehow urinates through some kind of hole at the bottom of his stump right into 
Kyle's eyes, pushes Kyle out of the car, because they're trying to make a getaway. Yeah. <clears throat> Kyle gets his finger stuck in the, in the door. Eventually, <laughs> he's running next to the car while it's going full speed. They hit the brakes. He flies off, rips his fingers off. Blood goes flying everywhere. And then you see a panel that says one mile away. Just shows bushes. And then you see a red eye and bloody teeth pop up out of the bush. And with the onomatopoeia words, just rustle, rustle, whoosh. So apparently the grizzly shark can travel a mile in just split yeah, seconds. And, and smell blood in the air like a shark can smell blood in the water, apparently. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> apparently just swims Jesus through the bushes Christ. and... Swims through the bushes, bushes, comes out, and literally just munches Kyle in one bite and takes off. Goes right back into the woods. Uh, They chase him, they lose him. And then there's a, I'm assuming there's some kind of time lapse here, because we're going into the journal of Donnie. How he's talking about how Miss Lorraine made him new legs, which is just pants with shoes tied on the bottom. (laughs) Uh, Talking about how they found the, the, there's a baby that survived the grizzly shark attack when their family got eaten in the first issue. Apparently the baby is now some kind of zombie cannibal eating the eating the family's remains, and they wind up essentially adopting this baby. They set traps for the grizzly shark, and they wind up putting out uh, like pigs and cows stuff, and they realize that it's got enough uh, taste for human flesh that it's not going to work. And... While they're trying to catch him, in the meantime, you see panels like we did in the first issue where just random people out in the woods, some of the most ridiculous situations, like <laughs> somebody, so this man letting his, I'm assuming, two or three-year-old daughter chop, I don't know what, so he, she chops off his hand, tries to make her sit in her tie-out chair, she doesn't want to, so she chops up his severed hand even more until Grizzly Shark pops through and eats half of this man. <laughs> and then we have a, a guy that was apparently beating his wife, got a bloody knuckles, she had a bloody nose. We had two grizzly sharks come in, munch the woman away out of the tent, munch this dude's whole top half off. So it is confirmed that there are multiple grizzly yeah, sharks. Yeah, because they thought that there was only one grizzly shark in the first issue. Yeah. And John Bob literally went right through and destroyed him. So it is now being established that there's multiple grizzly sharks. We have like a Boy Scout team that uh, gets just demolished because of a <laughs> mosquito bite. Oh my god. <laughs> Some of the most ridiculous things. Well, finally, they, uh, Miss Lorraine and Donnie and Job Bob, they, they get a notification that one of their traps got set off. So they go check it and realize that Kyle, the, uh, the hunter, the driver of the truck that they lost earlier in the issue, is actually in the cage. Oh, shit. And they pull up and they, they're screaming at him and they can't believe he's still alive. And Kyle lets him know that it's a trap. And they're like, yeah, well, no shit. We set these traps. Like, you helped these. No, he goes, no, the shark is waiting for you in the grass. So the shark set Kyle into this trap to set a trap for the trappers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Trap set. So they're intelligent, too. Apparently, but... yes. So uh, this this grizzly shark comes flying through the grass, coming towards Dr. Lorraine. She's not wanting to leave Kyle. So they're pretty much about both get eaten when John Bob, like he did in the first issue, <laughs> snags up this grizzly shark, telling him, no more eating of people, and just starts slamming him around Hulk-style, Throws him into the side of a cliff that and he says, now eat some rocks. And this this shark is somehow holding onto the edge of the cliff, dangling, <laughs> and a big boulder falls off. And then I love these type of things. It's one of these like meanwhile. There's this oh big busted woman walking her little 
I'm not even sure what kind of dog, a little Pomeranian or something. And she goes, no, Melissa, he actually dumped me. Yeah, I was a complete mess. I seriously have never been more crushed. And then the next panel is this giant bowler crushing her to death. The blood splat, her arms hanging out. Somehow the dog is still tethered to the, to the leash underneath. And two grizzly sharks swim up, I guess. And start licking up the blood. And I like how the sound effects are just lick, 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 lick. <laughs> and we cut back to the fight with John Boy and the grizzly shark. And Kyle winds up telling John Boy to punch him, punch the shark in the nose because they hate that. John Boy takes it <laughs> above and beyond and punches straight through this grizzly shark yet again. Oh my god. While Donnie's watching, getting covered in blood while holding this zombie baby, saying, John Bob's mom always said he was special. Now I see why. Oh. <laughs> so, the grizzly shark is dead yet again, but they're in the middle of this field, and the very last page oh, is, is John Bob laying next to this dead shark, and there's what? One, two, three, four, five, six. There's like a dozen or so fins coming through the, the grass right towards him, and that's the end of the book. Game over, man. Game over. But <laughs> I cannot wait until next week, next month, because next a... month we get grizzly shark versus sea bear. The biggest crossover <laughs> event of all time. I like how it's said one Son of, the of last, a damn it. Yeah, one of the last speech bubbles. And I love these speech bubbles. The at, at the very beginning, the uh, the bicyclists we're talking about. <laughs> whenever whenever the shark came through and bit off his arm, his exact words was, Oh my OMG. <laughs> the writing in this <laughs> is so purposefully ridiculous. I love it. It's just it's nonsense. All the art, the concept, the, like you said... Every bit of the word bubbles are just, <laughs> they're ridiculous, but in such a fun, good way. Yeah. It's its right this up there with what... some of my favorite, just weird, off-the-wall comics with, like, I Hate Fairyland. Yeah. I'm telling this you what. B-horror schlock in comic book form. There's the very, very little that comes out from Image that I do not enjoy. This is definitely one of those ones that, I, all right, I don't know the history of this book, but I know that apparently uh, Grizzly Shark and Sea Bear has been a thing for a while. Yeah. yeah. And, uh. Uh, there was there was a letter from the writer at the end of the first issue, was explaining a little more in detail about uh, but why grizzly sharks coming up before sea bears are supposed to come at the same time. But the writer of sea bears has other projects got behind on. But yeah, I'm definitely excited for uh for this big fight in this next That's issue, be because who doesn't want to see a bear and a grizzly, <laughs> grizzly bear and a shark fight. Wow. Especially uh, a grizzly shark and a sea bear. And a sea bear. <laughs> I want some more history, some more backstory on the sea bear before we have this fight. I don't, but... you know, I don't think we're ever going to get any, like, No, I don't, I really don't, how no, no, these no. things work. And I really don't want it. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm good. Um, okay, well, moving on from, uh, grizzly shark revenge. No, or grizzly returns. shark returns, a continual um, tale of horror. Odo, what, what are you reading? This week, I've got Moon Knight number two. Uh, Didn't you talk about Moon Knight on the last one? I'm pretty yeah. sure I did. Yeah. But it's because it's it's worth it's kind of continuing talking to. All right. Fair We're enough. talking fair about. Fair uh, see, the team on this, we've got writer Jeff Lemire, uh, artist Greg Smallwood, and color artist Jordy Belair. Uh, so, the last book, we kicked it off. Uh, Moon Knight was in basically a mental hospital yeah uh being told that he's not moon knight he's been in there since he was 12 it's all just been delusions that he's had uh so we come into this one and the very first thing we see 
is what looks like you opened up a notebook of just his scribbles. And it says, these are just the scribbles of a sick man. You see, like, a moon knight in scribbles and a taxi driver being the perfect disguise. Uh, he says, weapons of war, grappling hook, uh, fits inside of his billy club, truncheon or moon sticks, uh, crescent throwing darts, at least a dozen of them on my belt. And then, so we go on, and he's in the uh, doctor's office talking to her, and she's once again explaining to him, no, these are just things that you have come up with in your mind. You're Mark Spector. There's nothing special about you. And he's like, no, I am Moon Knight, the Fist of Khonshu. And Bitch. Yeah. He's just like, no, I know who I am now. I know what you are. I saw what you looked like last time. <laughs> and, like, on this page, he goes in and says, a moot. She says, and she asks him, what did you say? Your name, Amut, God of Judgment. So he he's starting to show that he knows what's going on, or or so we think. So we go on, she's like, you know, it seems we've backtracked, and we're going to have to take more drastic measures. It's time for shock therapy. Oh, shit. So the, the two orderlies that beat him up, and then he beat up, and all this in the last <laughs> issue, again, drag him away, take him to the shock therapy, and obviously they enjoy doing this. So they start the shock therapy, and we go in. It's a vision of him speaking with Khonshu again, which the art style changes when yeah. we go from the hospital to these visions with It's a Khonshu. lot like the last one. The last one was kind of like it started and eventually devolved into a certain place. This one yeah. is like hopping around based on what's going on. Yeah, and it's that. really cool because Khonshu is – a man in a business suit with, like, a bird skull for a head. And we see Mark here. He's in his Moon Knight cloak and kind of mask, but then it's not. He pulls a little rubber thing out of his mouth so that he can talk to Kanshu because Kanshu can't understand what he tried to tell him. And they're talking. Kanshu apologizes for not trusting him as much because Mark Spector is still kind of in the dark about what's going on. So he thinks... Uh, Mark thinks that this is all just in his mind. He's talking to Kanshu like, while he's unconscious, all this. Kanshu explains to him that they're kind of in a spaceship, kind of not. Uh, <laughs> what? That, if you look, it's it's a, a pyramid in space. And it looks it says, like a Pink Floyd album. Yeah, wow, it's, yeah. it's kind of cool. It says, we are in the other void where my kind come from, where we have been trapped for a very long time. So it's a place that is out of time and space where they can communicate. And he goes on to explain that the reason that Khonshu is able to work through him is because Mark Spector has a weak mind. Hmm. So these different gods are able to influence other people with weak minds. And that's what's been going on. Like, that's what he explains is that uh, what he saw were other people being controlled by these gods and but one of them uh seth the the cat god yeah. demon from the last one has actually managed to escape this other void yeah other void and is actually physically in the real world mm -hmm. so that's why everything's so changed and so he explains that 
you know, they have work to do. There's other people from Mark's past that are going to help him out, and other people under on like allies on their side that are being influenced by other gods coming in to start helping him soon. So he has to go back. So Kanshu hands him the rubber mouthpiece and he's like, uh, you should put this back in. It's going to hurt when you go back, basically when you wake up. And we see him wake up wide-eyed, getting the shit shocked out of him. And the two orderlies say, he's cooked, Bobby. Damn straight, Billy. <laughs> and, and I like how you guys were talking about the art. Like, immediately, whenever he ga- regains consciousness, the art changes again. Yeah, it goes from, like, this almost So it's, it's, it's all whatever it, the perspective is. Whenever yeah. he's in his visions or whatever that would be. And it, it even more... happens on the same page. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so really, it's really, really cool great way to tell the story. Oh, yeah. And so we go on. Uh, he's back in the common area with the old guy that he was talking to in the last issue that told him, you are who you think you are. These people aren't who they seem to be. And he's going on about how he did too much acid when he was younger and it really messed with his mind, but he feels like it's also allowed him to see things that he shouldn't normally be able to see. Like, he can see them with the dog faces. Yeah. So he saw what Mark saw when he put on his pseudo-mask. In so the it's essentially issue. like putting the sunglasses on and they live. Yes. <laughs> Got you. Uh, so they're, they're talking, and the old dude has a plan, and that Mark needs to be ready that night. And so we go back, we're in Mark's cell, and in walks this French guy. Uh, he's like, bonjour, Mark, it's time to go, mon ami. And it turns oh. out to be uh, Jean-Paul Duchamp, Frenchie. His uh. nickname is Frenchie. This is, this is the person that has helped uh, Moon Knight like throughout a lot of his adventures. I was just looking at, I like how the, they had the panel set up on that page. It literally makes an exclamation point. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even notice that the first time. Yeah. yeah. It, uh... Was it another spot as well? Yeah. Oh, like, oh kinda... yeah. That kind of tapers down. It, yeah. That's like cool. different critical scenes. It does that. So Frenchie comes in and then the old guy comes in and they're like, okay, it's time to go. Frenchie, says uh you left these in storage and hands him his his regular mask and he says you know there's a couple other people there that he remembers from his past that he wants to save before they leave uh one is gina one is where did her name go marlene which i think marlene was his girlfriend or fiance or something from before Uh, so they go and get them, and then we see Moon Knight in his mask, his suit, gloves. Like in this Moon Knight, he is in a almost like a three suit. piece, well, yeah, like two wow. piece, three piece suit, and it looks so good because pretty gnarly. I yeah, like it. it's it's like Mister Mister Moon Knight. It's awesome. Yeah, and and that being said, uh, we go to the next page they're on their way out of the asylum they found out they have to go down to get out instead of up i bet you he buys a lot of bleach probably uh jean paul keeps calling him mark he's like i'm not mark 
I am Mr. Knight now. Only Mr. Knight. <laughs> Mr. Knight. <laughs> so th- they find this door. There is no Mark. There is only Zool. <laughs> <laughs> like, so they go down and they find this door that leads to the subway. And like they're all seeing like hieroglyphs written on the walls and everything. And they get out to the, to an abandoned subway tunnel. And one of the one of the girls that they took with them says, look, there or the old guy says, look, there are people in the subway cars. One of the ladies says, Crawley, honey, those are not people. They're they're zombies coming or like mummies. They're coming out of Yeah. Just coming out of this subway car. And the last line of the book is is the old guy says, I must say, the public transit system really has gone to hell. <laughs> and so, very went in. So they, they get out of the asylum, but now they, they're dealing with zombie mummy. But, they, I mean, they've gotten out of the asylum, uh, but that does not necessarily mean that he is right about being Moon Knight. It's yeah. Like, I mean, this the book continues to fuck with you for two it, issues It here. does. And uh, I'm assuming it's probably going to for maybe the first story arc, if not yeah. longer, but, like, I would say well, it, it feels like it's it will at least... Around issue five or six, they yeah. better be going somewhere with well, it. Yeah. this first arc is a five-issue arc because this is part two of five of oh, okay. New okay. Egypt. So I think that once we hit, like, three or four, we're going to really see, like more of what's really going I'd on. I'd assume four. I feel like th- I feel like I could sit through one more is here, isn't here. Yeah. Um, but, like, but by four, yeah, you gotta You better start making some yeah. progress. So like, but like seeing the guy bring in his mask and him in that suit, like that just looks badass. It's, re- it's very new. Like, uh, I mean, he's always had the, the cape the and cowl and all that. Well, his big muscle. I want to suit. say in the Marvel Now Moon Knight, he he went to that. I feel like I've seen I've seen him in a yeah. suit before, like an actual like well, suit like that. Because there was a game I played, uh, Marvel Heroes. It's an it's a yeah, yeah. MMO, and that's one of the costumes for him. So, well, uh, that sounds like a great book. Uh, once again, one of those ones that I would really like to read, but uh, unfortunately, my wallet will not allow me to. Well, well, luckily you have friends that would let you yeah, read them. Yeah, of course. Well, uh, and then, we're going to be reminding you of that every podcast that we borrow each other's books. We, we still we, we need to figure out what's going on with the the digital app because I still I can't remember the password. That was a lot. That was not nearly as quiet or as loud as I thought it was going to be. Yeah, mine are usually. Like <laughs> when I saw him going for it, I was like, "Oh, that's good." He uh, he's sealing his his book. Uh, he's got bag. the resealable bags and boards. And, because uh, Interkeeka spoiled us on good oh bags and boards. I no, I ordered a hundred bags and boards online. Uh, it's been what a couple months ago. Yeah, and they, I realized when I got them, they weren't resealable. I didn't want to have anything to do with it. <laughs> I gave like half of them. I mean, heck, heck with it. Since we already mentioned it, shout out to Intergeek. In oh, the yeah. Ashland Plaza Mall. Intergeek is our one-stop shop for all comic book needs. Uh, <laughs> you will usually see uh, you'll usually see a, a live stream of both Vincent and James here uh, making a trip to yeah, the comic shop yeah, every Thursday. Thursday mornings, um, unless we we move it to Saturday. We we like really we're all playing that by ear right now. Uh, we know the next week it's going to be Saturday. Uh, or well, okay, or it'll be Thursday, and by that I mean tomorrow because this is going up on the fifteenth. Yes. <laughs> uh, so 
Look out for the live feed tomorrow if you listen to this today. Man, yeah. how about that weather today? Future. It yeah. was nice. It I, existed. It, it, it happened. It, it was weather did It was kind of a, a kind of a <laughs> It was it was a day. It was a cloudy, sunny, rainy, dry day. <laughs> all right, let's move on from this. Actually, Just, Southern High, all of the above. All of the above. Um <laughs> And let's talk about something that uh, is kind of a, a nerdy topic. It's a, it's a different kind of nerd. Um, and we're going to talk about one person and situation specifically. We're going to talk about a women's champion who was a two-time Intercontinental champion. She's the first woman in the King of the Ring. She was in the Royal Rumble twice. First woman to ever enter the Royal Rumble. Um, the only woman to ever be a number one contender for the WWE Championship. And... Although less impressive because of the numbers game, undefeated at WrestleMania. Roseanne and that Moore. woman, huh? Roseanne Barr. Woo! <laughs> uh, but that woman is China, Joni Lara. And you may have heard by now, um, maybe not, I mean, I don't know how often you watch wrestling, but uh, <laughs> she actually died, what, three, four weeks ago? April 20th. Yeah. April 20th. April 20th. She it, it hit Chelsea pretty hard. I just met her in March. So. Yeah, she... Uh, yeah, tell us about that. Just a little uh, bit about that, since we're on the topic. Uh, Chelsea here actually met her at a convention. Um, I go to this place twice a year called Horror Hound. Um, takes place in Cincinnati in March and Indiana in September. And um, it was really interesting because she was there, and I got to meet her, and I actually got to work at her table for most of the time. And she was really, really sweet, and she actually nerded out a little bit about... Um, I, we talked about Punisher coming out, and she actually stuck into his line, <laughs> and got a picture with him. I mean, oh, when you're China, cool. you don't really have to sneak anywhere. No one's going to tell you no. <laughs> I'm scared to tell her no. She uh, left her table, stranded, <laughs> and just walked over. Oh, now I don't like her. Not at a table for the Let's just cut out this segment here. She was a really sweet person, and when, I, when, we, when we saw her, I... She didn't even look like she was having any problems. Like she was having any issues. She looked perfectly fine, energetic, happy, bubbly. Yeah. So it was a big shock to me. Um, I have yet to find out exactly what the cause. Yeah. Um, um, they are saying that it was a mix between Valium and Ambium, and it was an accidental uh, overdose. Yeah. That she was having. I was really stress. hoping it wasn't something like that. Uh, they said it was accidental though. Well, yeah, so, but at the same time. Yeah. It's, it's still a, an easy trap to fall into. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, she passed away at the age of 45 recently, which is uh, pretty young, uh, oh, I'd yeah. say, in, in this day and age. Um, and we've all been kind of robbed of that. Because I was always hoping that she'd end up bulking back up. And uh, following her Facebook posts, she had been exercising a lot more lately. Uh, and I was hoping she was going to return to wrestling. Because yeah. that, that would have been great. Because I still watch it. Because my son's into it, but it's so lackluster. I don't yeah. like watching wrestling anymore, but I watch it for him. Uh, TNA is pretty good. Anyways, the reason uh, I'm talking yes, about is. China is not necessarily because of her. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> um, Sorry. Is because I, I feel like I'm probably the biggest wrestling fan in the room, right? Like At least yeah. like old school wrestling. I'm probably definitely not. I'm, I'm the opposite. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I still I still appreciate it. I enjoyed it. I loved watching it growing up. I yeah. watched it probably up until, like, 
Back back when like The Rock the and Stone Cold, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The good, that, that was the same. good shit. I used to like Sting because of his face paint. Dude, I'm not. <laughs> I like Sting because he wore. A, he looked like the crow. Is yeah, why yeah. I liked him. Well, that that's what that's really what brought a lot of people into Sting was the crow. <laughs> yeah. Um, total ripoff gimmick. But anyways, but, hey, it works. The reason I'm bringing up China is not necessarily because she passed away. Um, because by now that's that's old news. But I want to talk about um. The Hall of Fame. Uh, another thing that had really been daunting on her during this whole, uh, what was it, Resurrection of China? That they, uh, that she was uh, going off, of, it was a hashtag and everything. Cleaning um, up her image. Yeah, she, back was, to... she was trying to get her life back on track um, from her recent career choices yeah. in the yeah. adult entertainment industry. I, I, like, I don't want to speak about it too, uh, too graphically because I'm trying to be respectful of that, you know. Uh, the wounds are still fresh, so Push I don't want to piss anyone off. Um, so, <laughs> anyways, I want to talk about the Hall of Fame because she'd been being dodged for it for a long time. Um, and in fact, with Triple H being what he's the CFO now, right? he he's basically like second in command to running the whole thing. Um, he was actually on Steve Austin's podcast. I think this was a quote from last year. And uh, I kind of paraphrased and wrote it all down here because we can't use our phones around the, the microphone. And Triple H said, from a career standpoint, should she be in the Hall of Fame? Absolutely. It's a bit difficult, though, and this is the flip side, the side nobody looks at. Uh, I've got an 8-year-old kid, and my 8-year-old sees the Hall of Fame, and my 8-year-old goes on the Internet and looks up China. What comes up? And I'm not criticizing anyone. I'm not criticizing lifestyle choices. Everybody has their reasons. I don't know what they were, and I don't really care to know. Uh, it's not a morality thing or anything else like that. It's just the fact of what it is. That's a difficult choice. Uh, now, recently, uh, he's been talking about the Hall of Fame and involving her again because they've all been talking about China since yeah. she passed. Um and more or less, he's saying this exact same thing, but not to as definite of an extent. Yeah. He, he's basically saying, it's not happening right now, but it would be interesting to see that happen, is all yeah. he's giving us. Which basically means no, still. He, it's just a polite <laughs> way of saying no without trying to hurt as exactly. many people's feelings as possible, it seems. And the reason, uh, another reason I'm bringing this up is because I'd like to get, you know... Um, you guys' thoughts on this. You, you know the tale of the tape, at least. Yeah. Uh, you know how revolutionary she was for women's wrestling. Um, really breaking down barriers. Because in the 90s, they were they were what they were about five years ago. And that is a sex symbol. Yeah. Um, at least the ones in the 90s could wrestle. I, like That was another reason I quit watching wrestling for such a long time. Because the women's division was just so boring. Yeah. And they dedicated so much to it. Um which has been changing lately uh, with this Divas Revolution, as they're calling it. But she paved this way uh, for women like Trish Stratus and Lita to come in and really just fucking rock the house for women's wrestling. Um, and although there have been two other women to win outside of the women's title, Molly Holly, the hardcore title, Jacqueline with the Cruiserweight title, and there have been two other women to enter the Rumble since her... Um, it's still she was like the top tier. Like yeah. this was this is who you aspire to be as a woman's wrestler. Um, 
So, what do you guys think? Should she be continuously dodged for the Hall of Fame draft based on her adult entertainment career? Or should they just go ahead and get it over with because she is so pivotal for women's wrestling? Okay. Going back to Triple H's quote here from, you said about a year or so ago, and you said it's still pretty much just the same thing. Yeah, more or less. I, as a parent, I get what he's saying. Yeah, I yeah. get it, mm-hmm. and I also get like I, I get why she definitely should des- she deserves she deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Period. Mm-hmm. That that is my answer right off the she bat. Earned she earned it. She deserves it. Yes, she should have it based on her career. Absolutely, yes. because the Hall of, to me the Hall of Fame shouldn't have to worry about it. Shouldn't matter Perfect. what else she did outside of that career. It is that career. Well, you know what I mean? Like look at it. Look at Pete Rose. Okay. Yeah. Pete Rose yeah. keeps getting and denied. He, he is in the WWE Hall of Fame, actually. Really? Yeah. What? He's in the WWE. There's a celebrity wing, and okay. he is in it. But Snoop Dogg was the most denied <laughs> entrance because of things yes. in his personal life. Yeah. Things yeah. that didn't pertain to his career at all. Even though his baseball career was kind of shoddy towards the end. There. Now, now the only time that should affect anything like her being involved in the Hall of Fame is if something that she did cause her to win or lose or something. You know, something but a, disrespectful to the business. Yeah, or exactly. Now, if she was if she was in this video, I haven't personally seen it. I'm probably the only person that hasn't. I haven't. Okay, well, I mean... <laughs> Chelsea. I, I've yeah. seen all of the videos. But I'm assuming she's not there in, like, WWE merchandise and, like... No, not necessarily, no. but there is... Uh, there is... One that involves wrestling is, uh, and blatant, um, blatant references, parody referencing gotcha. to characters like Doink the Clown. Okay, <laughs> so, um, but what it boils down to was, does she does she deserve to be in the Hall of Fame because of her career? Absolutely. Yeah, based Absolutely. on her career statistics, she should not be denied into the Hall of Fame. Now, if this were if this were like. Okay, I mentioned Molly Holly. Uh, if this were Molly Holly, and uh, she had taken somewhat of the same career path as China post her WWE career, I would get completely just looking over her. Not that she wasn't a good wrestler, not that she didn't do some stuff with her career, or that she, even that she wasn't memorable, but she doesn't have the same accolades. No. She China wasn't... is legendary. Yeah. 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 Even China people that don't really legend. know wrestling that much or haven't really been involved you in wrestling. You know the ninth name. wonder of you, the world. You, you yeah. know China. Yeah. Um, China was one of my one of my first crushes as far as like <laughs> China and Sable. It's one of those it's one of those yeah. things. she's so intimidating and yeah. I like it. <laughs> right? Um, she could beat me up. Yeah, I, I feel it. like <laughs> just just with what she's Death by done. Smooth. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. And now, now we're crossing that. Boundary. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry again. Just what she has done in her career deserves her that spot, no matter what she did afterwards. And I, I'm speaking from the same place Triple H is. Um, with and now his son would be about nine, maybe ten. Because, uh, like I said, this was from last year. Um, maybe now he's going back and forth. Yeah, my son <laughs> knows who China is. He knows the Hall of Fame and stuff. And maybe, maybe he gets to looking at some stuff on on YouTube. He's gonna find out about that career. But at the same time, you know, eventually, 
These kids are gonna find they're, out about porn. They're gonna find out about worse things. <laughs> they're and, gonna, you know? they're gonna learn about. Porn and I think at some that's, point. I think that's one of the biggest problems. Like, I don't want to get too political or anything, but that's one of the biggest problems right now. Is like everybody's worried about like. Worried about it being so PG. Now, WWE, uh, being a company that had tried to go the route of PG-13 for so long, and that's what I call this, like, last maybe, like, 10 years, was the PG era, um, is what they were going for. They just launched a cartoon called Camp WWE, and it's an adult cartoon. And, I mean, we're brandishing fuck, we're brandishing shit, like, all these things. And... Honestly, the entire ad campaign, until I saw the last, like, ad for it, I had no idea yeah. this was a, an adult show. Thing, I mean, it, it looked like it was geared towards kids. So they're already roping kids into stuff that they shouldn't be watching absolutely. anyway. Kind of like that one movie. Yeah. Oh, uh, the, uh, the the food the food. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it's like you said, your son loves wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. And adorable. you look at, I mean, granted, the audience for WWE ranges all all age groups. Of course. But right now, especially, kids, children, under and the that's, age. Like, that's why they went for that PG thing. Young teenagers, out, young teenagers yeah. to like, you know what I mean? They old enough to watch TV. You don't just have to pander to the guy who wants to stick it to his boss. You huh. pander to the things that are the most expensive, which are children. Yeah. I, I mean, take a cue from comics. I mean, granted, comics, there's some comics that definitely should not be for kids. There's some that are really directed I mean, the right front for of- kids. The Punisher number one says parental advisory underlined not yeah. for kids. But most uh, comics for the I mean most companies and stuff for the most part will they really at least release things that is for a little bit of everybody. I mm-hmm. feel like WWE WWE could do the same thing. Now the adult cartoon you're talking about is fine with me as yeah. long as which like you said they didn't as long as they advertise it as an adult cartoon exactly. as long as they make everybody understand well, that which like i said it's they, not they eventually kids. did but at first like i was like oh wow but by know, then really by then by that. so many ads prior to that it was yeah. probably too late for some people exactly um okay so i think we're all in agreement she she should be in regardless of her career oh yes absolutely it, it should be based on her career not her personal life choices exactly Okay, uh, moving on from that. Um, the big topic? The big topic. We all... Uh, Chelsea, have you seen it? Yes. Okay, Woo! I was. I didn't, wanna, I didn't want to spoil it for you. Uh, I was really like, get the fuck out of here. If you want to spoil it, someone else would have spoiled it. It's fine. Yeah. So, uh, I think I watched a uh, The big topic of the day? Civil, Civil War. War. Yeah. Uh, um, what is it? Lincoln dies, Lee surrenders? Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, so, I'm so sick of so seeing funny. that. <laughs> that was so uh, funny. Thanks a lot, Odell. Everyone just tuned off <laughs> right there. And They're just like, you know what? I don't need this. They're going to look up China. With, without, <laughs> now you're crossing line. I, I think it goes without being said. We try to be respectful. Uh, from this point on, if you haven't seen Civil War yet, spoilers, spoilers. are going to be all spoilers, over the place. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Pretty much spoilers. anything we talk about during our podcast, whether it's books, movies, if shows, we're going to spoil don't it. don't want to so. know about it and you don't shut off this podcast now, it's your own fucking fault. Do not bother us with your comments. <laughs> <laughs> like I mean, I I don't care. Like yeah. that shit's annoying. This is, when you this is just heard spoilers, don't if you do haven't it. seen it yet and you don't want it spoiled, pause the podcast, go watch it, come back and finish listening. Yeah, just make exactly. sure you come back and finish listening at one point or another. Even though I told you to go fuck yourself, <laughs> <just> <laughs> in the nicest possible. Uh, in the nicest possible. I'm a good guy. So. Okay, uh, I don't think we're going to go, like, we're not going to go scene by scene, are we? Let's just no. fucking nerd out about this. So that's what I want to do. Um, 
Alright, well, what do you want to talk about first as far as it goes? Spider-Man. Oh, Spider-Man? Spider-Man. Let's talk about Spider-Man. Dude, he was perfect. And I'm not using no. that word lightly or with oh rose-colored glasses. He <coughs> was perfect. In every way, too. Yeah. In every yeah. way. I think, like I said from the get-go, I, I was completely okay with getting a much younger actor because I want that Harry Potter effect. Yeah. I want to be able for us to grow with him yeah. to... A young twenty to, to you mean to the hero that and we were. So many to. iterations of Spider-Man are so great because it has those elements. Like right oh, now, yeah. Peter Parker in the comics, he's uh, you know billionaire running yeah, his yeah. own company. But but it's we've about still time. got Miles Morales Spider-Man, and I oh, yeah. love this book. So yeah. there's that part. In, I think I said this on the last podcast um, on is- episode one. There's this part in the last issue where he just goes off in his room, is bitching about his parents because he's grounded. Yeah, because his grounds goes and takes a cell imagining phone. taking yeah. off of the Avengers. It's yeah. very high school oh, relatable yeah. type. Exactly. Imagery, and that's what we get with the Spider-Man. Like he comes home, like he he tells Tony, he's like, "Man, I had a great day. I made I made my train, nailed this algebra test, found a great DVD player just laying there on the ground, and now this, and now you coming, yeah, um, it, it's so great." Um, I love, that he's, I love that he's been established for, what did they say, six months already? And they show yeah, kind of like little bits of... Yeah, yeah. It, we get those few clips mm-hmm. of like him him catching a fucking car against the bus. Oh, God, that was and so good. it's like, like Stark's like, that's going to be like 3,000. That was one of those things. I looked over at Bob, or um, was he... Uh, did you go with us? No, no. no I, okay, yeah. Me and Oda yeah. went for the uh, Thursday night release. Yeah, okay, and then you the went and when I went. Uh, yeah, I, no, I leaned over to Oda, and I was like, you forget how fucking strong Spider-Man yeah. is. Well, because yeah. that's always been one of his things, is the strength relevant to a spider. So, yeah, like, but most times it's him either using innovative ways to end the fight or uh, well, his, his wit or intellect yeah. to get into it. There's... I rarely ever see him use his strength, strength. in the comic books. Well, if you think in, uh, it was, I think, the second one with Tobey Maguire, yeah. he stops the well, train. Yeah, yeah that's, that was one of the first things I was thinking. And, but and I think he was also, I mean, he was tethered he with was his... using webbing yeah. and all oh, yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. still, that takes a lot of strength, even oh, with that webbing, yeah. to be able to do that. Yeah. So that, in those early movies, showed his, his strength. I don't think we really got much of <laughs> now, that with the Andrew Garfield. Now, what, what would need more strength? Stopping a train like that? Or bicep curling a helicopter with See, Bucky. Now, <laughs> now touching on that, uh, yeah. uh, that scene, so much. That, so that scene, and if you see some of the the special effects things yeah. that they did, that is actually I think Chris we actually shared Evans. it on our yeah yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. like. Trying to pull in a moving fucking helicopter. I don't. I don't. Those are like, actually think, his muscles. No, if you watch that behind the scenes <laughs> stuff, if you watch that behind the scenes stuff, you notice that the the helicopter is on some sort of yeah. It's not actually moving. Type. I mean, he's yeah. he's actually yeah. holding he on to it, and he is a freaking yeah. helicopter. And I'd say he is like flexing like yeah. real hard, but no, he's not like actually holding like there's there's pieces of a helicopter there yeah. on a yeah. rig. But, uh, but at for the same the safety time, of... there's obvious uh, he's obviously straining with this, and oh, there, yeah. it, this is a real stunt. He is pulling yeah. on this helicopter that's being pulled and, away from him. And I think they did a good job with that because that really does go to show. You I love that whole just, scene, like where how... uh, from the moment he enters and runs in and just like basketball slam dunks to grab this friggin' helicopter oh, yeah. to pull it down. And, and then, then while he's getting drugged, he's grabbing yeah. grabbing at that, that guardrail. And, and the, the helicopter's having trouble dragging him and it's I that whole moment is just 
fucking Bucky's great. like, fuck it. Dive bombs the helicopter, <laughs> yeah. almost decapitates yeah. Cat. Yeah. Oh my god, there were so many times I was like, are they gonna hit him with the fucking blades? I was like, is, can he withstand that? No. No, <laughs> no he yeah, cannot. No. no. Uh, Cap can bleed. Yeah. He he can be decapitated. Well, going. let's go back to Spider-Man. Yeah, let's, there's so much more on Spider-Man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people said that Spider-Man took the show from Robert Downey. Well, absolutely. Took yeah. the show entirely. I think and they I both. I agree. I definitely uh, I think they worked Spider-Man. really well together. Yeah. They did. I agree. Like, but on screen together. I, if we're talking about the... Um, the airport fight? Oh, yeah. Spider-Man steals the Definitely. show. Definitely. Yeah. But um, it, well, they worked well together. And in the trailer, the the one, the one, first trailer with Spider-Man we get, we, we're kind of led to believe that he shows Spider-Man up like comes crazy. in like, towards yeah. the end of that airport fight. But, but I, it's dude, the beginning. And I called He's that, I called that months thing. ago. I told you, whenever that they first showed spot. the lineups, they first yeah. showed the lineups of each team, on, on Tony's team, there's a spot in between. I think it's uh, Black Widow. Yeah, and... they removed Spider-Man. Yeah, I said, I was like, how much you gonna bet? Spidey's gonna be there in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> sure enough. Yeah. yeah, and then, yeah, you get to that point in the movie, and that lineup is not missing that spot. It's got no. Spider-Man. He's like, they start running towards each other. He's like, they're not stopping. They're not stopping. Neither Keep going. I like, I like that he... he um, salutes he salutes Cap- Captain America. <laughs> and the little moment yeah. where, uh, where Cap's like... Where are you from? He's like, Queens. He goes, Brooklyn. Just that little moment, oh, even yeah. while Spidey's holding up, what was it, the plane it's or like, something? It's the, the loading Oh, bridge. yeah. yeah. The all, all, whole time they're having that conversation. He and, and no, I think it's a tanker. No, no, it's the walkway. The tanker got thrown it's at. It's the walkway that road road walk okay, yeah, yeah, that's right. the boarding walkway. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he's well, just holding the, up this walkway, having this conversation with Captain America. It's, it's well, ridiculously amazing. And even before that, He's he's talking like the the scene we got in one of the trailers with Bucky. You have a metal arm? That's so cool. And you see him, he just grabs oh. Bucky's punch and moves his arm down. And this is a guy who who beat the crap out of and choked out Captain America. Cap, yeah. Tony, everybody. Yeah, yes. everybody that and was already in the movie. Spider-Man lays him out at some a point. A 16-year-old boy yeah. and then, stops his face. Like, oh, and that's that part where Bucky in. throws the car. And Spider-Man, and Spider-Man, uh, I don't know if he catches it or he grabs it with the webs, but he ends up throwing it back. And he's oh, like, right, you dropped this. You drop this. <laughs> That's so good. Well, the, and, and right Just those little that, quips, those little one-lines, dude. Yeah, this, and that's me. why he's perfect. That's why he's, he's commenting on the Falcon's wings. What are those carbon fibers like? You usually don't talk this much. <laughs> don't talk this much about your He's fire. like, oh, sorry, and just like flips the web at him. The best one, the best quip. Is when Spider-Man, um, or I think it's the first time Cap throws the the shield. Um, after he's getting a, it back. That shield like, defies the laws of physics. That doesn't make any sense. How did you do that? Like oh, literally, oh, he's man. saying he everything that we've always said. Like, hey, it was, oh yeah. Anyway, that oh, this kid had it. Per- he's my the perfect favorite part for. What about Aunt May? I liked Aunt May. Yeah. Wait a minute, Odell had a point. He's I, been trying to get it out for a second. Oh, like, yeah. One, one of my favorite moments during that airport fight is the first time we see Scott Lang. He's like, I might get split in half, but then he grows. And then his reaction, holy shit! <laughs> Spider-Man's holy so, He's so the one innocent. to say holy the tank, shit. The tanker scene with, with Scott, though, uh, is probably my favorite part okay, of Okay, well, let's just say this, because we kind of we glanced over it just now. Fucking giant man. Giant oh man. Oh my god. Which, to no those of you that paid attention, it kind of got leaked oh, yeah, it was by like Lego and the Funko Pops and all well, that. Well, not we... necessarily paid, uh, paid attention so much as like, 
actively spoiled it for yourself because those are always labeled Lego reveals big thing about the movie. And if you click that link, you know, you, you, yeah. you or yeah, you even click on the comments, the you you're I avoid that up. shit like the plague. So I had no but, idea Giant Man was coming. like just seeing him was Rhodey stepping on his chest, like holding him down, and he's like. I got something big, but I can't hold it for very long. And I passed out last half, time I did it. Passed out. I, last time I did it, I was in a lab and I passed out for two days. <laughs> and like, he does his little thing on his wrist and then just grows and just grabs Rhodey and is like swinging him around. Oh, God. It was so great. Now, um, the, the other thing is, how much fucking damage to that airport did Giant Man do? He destroyed a plane. Destroyed a bunch of vehicles. Rock, General Ross is going to sit us down it. in the next movie and tell us how much that costs. Yeah. Right? Like, jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tony. <laughs> so great. I, I wonder if that's going to come into Ant-Man and Wasp. Uh, Giant Man, if they're going to use that they or not. They should. It better. I would like, by the time that movie comes out, he should have it perfected because, like, he passed out the last time. This time it worked. By then, they this should have he, it. Yeah. It worked, but he wanted orange slices. Yeah. Since you went ahead and brought her up. Yeah. Uh, Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei. No. Um, The Wasp. wasp. Yeah, The Wasp. And me and Odell were having this whole back and forth, uh, going either into the movie or out of the movie, one or the other, but uh, he insisted that The Wasp shouldn't necessarily be in this movie, and I keep saying that they should should have put her in there. They could have. I don't feel like it would have been overwhelming or too much. But like I said before, there's too many bugs. (laughs) We've got got enough of the... the, What is her name? What is the character's name? Janet? Janet? I think you're right. Janet! Janet. That's... Yes. Or no, Janet? Janet, I thought Janet was Hank's wife. Yes, no, Janet... Janet died yeah. like pre died quote unquote. They have not. They never really established. Oh yeah, she, well, she's in the she, micro she yeah. whatever verse yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, uh, I, but that character, we got a whole movie with her in yeah. Ant Man. So I think that that was plenty enough More for than them enough to be able to forward. And at the very end of uh, Ant Man, uh, spoilers for Ant Man if you haven't seen it, uh, she gets yeah, uh, she gets, the wasp. she gets well, her own wasp suit. Here's the other thing, like that it just now literally just now occurred to me uh sam went after scott lang he's like i know a guy mm-hmm. so he went after scott lang knowing what he could do because he's encountered him he knew all that he, he fought him and, but n- no one even knows if except for she, scott lang r- well he might not even know yet he might not even know no, if she put dating. the suit on yeah, <laughs> but you gotta remember, her dad showed her that suit. Yeah, she smiled. It's about damn time. But there's but... all this in between stuff. Like uh, they've been fucking with Giant Man up to this point. Yeah, I mean there, there's obviously she's obviously been training. There's there, no there's, way there's, there's in between time. there's stuff going on in between yeah. movies. There's no like way that... this much time has gone by that he does not know about Wasp yet. Uh, you never know. Yeah, I, I don't I, feel I, I feel don't feel like, like yeah. yeah I feel like they they, they know. Like I don't feel like the Avengers knew, but I yeah, like Scott Lang well, definitely like, knows. No one, uh, I, I don't think anyone really knew or thought to contact her. I feel like reason. Scott would. I feel yeah. like Scott would. I got this girlfriend. I don't. She fucking shrinks. But the thing is, <laughs> she does the like, same kind of shit. Yeah. It seemed like Scott didn't know what the hell was going on because he was flabbergasted to meet Captain America. So and he was asleep in the van the whole time. I so for all we like... know, Sam Wilson could have kidnapped Scott Lang. <laughs> I love that little that meetup with them. 
I still feel like she could have added an element. I feel like yeah. it'd be easy enough to explain her being in there but without it be being... six on six. So, <laughs> I want fucking Wasp, man. <laughs> well, get her out enough. I don't want to have to wait till the next Ant Man movie. And, and if people are complaining, yeah. like, oh, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't have enough introduction. She just got the suit at the end of the movie. Well, how many fucking times did we see Black Panther before this? Right. And, and he just jumps right in. <laughs> like, I mean, we see him. Uh, oh yeah, we we see him in the in the scene where his father gets killed, mm-hmm. and he was like, "I'll kill him myself." And then the next time we see him, he's fucking Black Panther. It was like almost zero and honestly, lead up we, to it. If he wasn't even in that scene, but happened to hear about it, like yeah. back in Wakanda, we we wouldn't even have necessarily needed him in those scenes for him to still like, come as Black it's Panther. It's not like we had to have an entire Black Panther movie before this. I, no. I feel like this is one of those things where, like, okay, this Marvel readers are coming in. Yeah. We don't need a whole fucking movie. I together. think Marvel's pretty much at that point now yeah. in general. Like they, they, they will they will touch on some backstories. Bit. Yeah, but Spider Man's another another great example. way. That whole scene with him and uh Tony Stark, they they breeze over the janky looking suit, they breeze over uh the web fluid. The web which fluid. I love that. That this time Peter is making his own web fluid. Yeah. He doesn't get it well, from well, Oscorp. He doesn't. I like it because it shows that, that it shows his, the level of genius that he has. Yeah. That he's able to, yeah. to concoct Although it. Although in Amazing in, Spider-Man, he he did invent the apparatus that allows him yeah, to yeah. say he, he made the, the launcher. Yeah. But he never. He figured out the in, practical applications for the fluid and stuff. I mean, it's. They could have made him invent it, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like he understands it well enough. Yeah, Yeah. and also, you guys did notice that he had the little black pouches for the weapon on his side, right? No, I didn't notice I loved that. He has almost a a belt. Well, yeah, he always has had something underneath his suit. That's what that black is. Because he would lift up the the shirt part of his shoe and then dig in there. Yeah, but like on this suit, it was just like little... Three little black pieces on each side that you could tell were shaped yeah. like the files of Yeah, the, the very first time I saw it, I thought it was just a just a design on the suit. And then, like, I think it was rewatching uh, rewatching the first reveal of him. You could see it. I'm like, this this is a little it's almost like a little belt almost. Yeah. Little yeah. Uh, but yeah, they they're like, hey, no, you got spider powers. I don't have spider powers. You got spider powers. Okay, I got spider powers. How'd you make the webs? <laughs> Made them. <laughs> uh, your suit kind of sucks. That's all I got. That like I mean we there's our whole origin yeah. story. Yeah, <laughs> and I like how I was I was explaining this to you last night. They came so close to saying "with great power comes great responsibility" yeah. without ever actually saying it. Well, like, well it, when like he's obviously when bad all, things happen and, and you're able to stop them, he's and you obviously don't, caught like, off guard. He's uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. He's very. But I was waiting. I, I thought he was going to say it because you. He almost uh, is so teenager because he like oh, he yeah. wants to say this thing, but then his brain reels him back in. He almost starts talking about Uncle Ben. Yeah, and like he just immediately like trails it off into something else because he realizes that he's about to let a lot go that he doesn't. He's about to get a little emotional. Teenagers yeah. don't like doing that. Yeah, yeah. so he, well, he kind of skips over accent. Uncle Ben. Oh yes, dude. yeah. The fact that he had a, a he had a. I like uh, how we keep getting on to other stuff, but then it's right, right back, back to Spider Man. Okay, let's let's shift it a little bit to Black Panther. Okay, like, yeah. Okay, one of one of the first times we see Black Panther is when Cap goes to give Bucky the heads up, 
and uh, was it Bucharest or something like that something is, like is that. where Bucky's hiding out. Dude, they I've go only had all one over of this, the so world in this movie, so it's it's hard well, to keep track of where the hell they are. One of the things, one of the the memes I've seen about this movie is, what do you think of Civil War? Giant location header. Like anytime they went somewhere, <laughs> oh, yeah. it was that big location header. Oh. And I don't even remember any of the locations. I'm about, to bring it, I'm about to bring it back to Spider-Man. Queens. Queens. That's Dude, exactly as soon good. as Queens yes. popped up on the screen, I got so excited. Me and Oda looked at each other like, <gasps> Yeah, no, he can tell you. I started jumping in my seat a little bit. Like, I've got my 10-year-old son there with me, and I'm acting like the fucking child. <laughs> so, like, okay. They're in this, wherever it is. Bucky is buying some plums or something in oh, a yeah. street market. Yeah. Some Peaches guy recognizes him. Yeah. You know, these plums are from the planet. No. <laughs> Marvel Insight. No, they're plums. They, uh, <laughs> so, uh, the the fight scene where Bucky says he doesn't kill, yeah. but, like, beats people with cinder blocks and battering rams. <laughs> he, he's Ben Affleck's Batman, is what you're trying yeah. to tell me. They, they I don't kill some mercenaries as manslaughter. Like, they could they those mercenaries are dead now? Yes, what, they did it. They're not say, dead. Whatever. If you guys have been watching Daredevil for the past two seasons or any of the Netflix shows, and then watching this, Marvel loves their stairwell or and hallway scenes. Absolutely. Yeah. So like this escape fight down this close stairwell, quarters, fucking it is oh yeah, so good. high stakes like, type stuff. The different angles. I don't know. I I did like the Bucky hitting dude with a cinder block. Or, yeah. Taking that battering ram. Oh, it doesn't just, bother oh me. God. Like it doesn't that bother. I'm just so saying, like you don't kill, yeah. but you just put that dude no, through no. a concrete. Let's be honest, water. Bucky. They're all dead as hell. <laughs> Everyone died. So, like Cap throws dude into the side of that wall, and just the wall crumbles. Like ah, that they just... kicked a fight. One guy gets a like, truck kicked into him. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> <laughs> or uh, that guy's right, dead. Uh, we're talking, going right back to that behind the scenes footage that they released. That one of us shared. I think I shared, and you may, a couple people may have shared it. I saw. Um, the the big tanker when it hits the, that barricade and flips over oh, yeah. that was practical those dudes running the last right. second was oh practical God. yeah wow. I yeah. saw that and I'm like I love how much practical that cannot that, be Yosha that's fruit. why that looks so good <laughs> yeah. oh yeah there's <laughs> Uh, but and, no, and a lot of those, like the center block and all, like all of that was was all practical. Yeah. But anyways, last the next time we see, because uh, we are running on a little long. Yeah. Uh, the next, uh, the first time we see the like Panther, that is, escape is, scene when yeah. Bucky jumps onto that next rooftop, and Sam's like, "I've been made, I'm out." And like I thought that that was Sam coming down in yeah, the Falcon suit like, form, they, and then we just see him tackled by this black figure, and he stands up, and it's the Black Panther. Oh, right and there. it's that perfect like the and sun shining like, right behind him. Yeah. It's so great. And then the helicopter comes in, just starts shooting. And he just turns around, and is like, "The fuck did you just no, do?" I love that the um, the helicopter comes in and starts shooting, and it hits Black Panther a few times, and that's when we get to familiar with his. Uh, not adamantium, his vibranium, vibranium suit. suit. Yeah, uh, because it just and bolts off of it. And what I didn't notice up. until somebody brought it up, they don't ricochet off; they hit, no, and drop. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought it was. Yeah, because it, it absorbs all the vibrations. I yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. I thought he Superman that shit. That's <laughs> until someone mentioned it. I I didn't notice it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a great introduction. Like oh, the yeah. first time we see him, and then uh, it's it leads like into that great. All... Uh, underground yeah, chase scene. The chase scene. Yeah. When, like, you see just how fucking fast these three are. Uh, yeah. Bucky, 
Black Panther and Cap. Because they're outrunning the cars. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually Cap's just like, screw it, I'm taking a car. Kicks the window <laughs> out. Kicks the windshield out. Oh, the way that Bucky gets his motorcycle. The motorcycle, yes. Oh my god. Just like, knocks the guy off, flips it around, Close gets on it all in one Specifically, like, it, it reminded me of that. lines the guy off, and then like... Before the bike can get past him, lowers his arm down, grabs it by the wheel, yeah. picks it up into the air, flips just it around, it and then just hops on and takes off. Almost without the wheels ever it, stopping it, on this It bike. reminded me of that, that scene in uh, Age of Ultron where Cap flips the motorcycle at that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's so, it's so much great motorcycle. But, dude, there's it's, a fucking scene like so that fluid. in the first Captain America movie. Yeah, They have a motorcycle they, fetish. They've got a thing for motorcycles. But, like... Just that scene, and they go in, and then Rhodey pops down. Yeah, and it's like you're under you're under arrest or something like yeah. that. <laughs> or like no, congratulations, uh, congrats, congratulations, you're, you're a criminal. criminal. Yeah. Uh, uh, so your uh, your highness. Yeah, he looks over at yeah. Black Panther. He's like your highness. So like, uh, like we get such great introductions, such great, great action with them. Black Panther is another thing, and I made a note about this. There's so much great iconic imagery yes. from the Marvel Civil War books. In yes, uh, Black Panther scratching the uh, yeah. the shield, shield is one of them. Uh, during I, was that during the airport scene? No, that was before uh, that. You, is that Bucharest? Yeah, because I know that he, he he grabbed it and then kind of did the peekaboo over it. That yeah, yeah uh, the oh, peekaboo yeah, thing yeah, yeah. that was. I'm talking about the scratch. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the yeah. scratch because that's straight out of the book. I don't know where the scratch the, was at. And then later yeah, the in the Bucky uh, Cap Iron Man fight, when, yes. when they've got the standoff going with the holsters and the shield. Uh, yes, uh, Iron Man's. As soon as it happened, I was ever know to like. That's right off of the cover. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and then the uh, Tony Lane there and the busted helmet here and the uh -huh. shield on the yeah. ground. Oh here. my god! There's just they respected that book so much, which is like I I was never in fear of this movie. Like Marvel's one of those things. But I you knew everything. it wasn't going to be the Civil yeah. War story. I, yeah. I was a little there, like bummed that to. it wasn't going to be the book. Uh, and I mean, there's still stuff that we yeah. didn't get to see, like Punisher. We talked about that last yeah. podcast, I think. Uh, we didn't get to see the stuff with the Punisher. It, it wasn't the Marvel uh, Civil War. Iron Spider-Man is a big thing for me. That's like Which, one of my favorite iterations though, of Spider-Man. To be kind of fair... He did get well, a yeah. Suit, he got but... a techie, more techie suit from. But it was not Iron Man. It wasn't like but the three-legged Iron. Yeah, spider. he doesn't have friggin' repulsor boots and the spider arms that come out. Yeah, it's not Iron Spider-Man, and I love that Spider-Man. But uh, yeah, no, it's it did pay so much respect to the source material, and uh, oh yeah, <laughs> and then so like those. When we went to the Thursday premiere, yeah, uh, when when the the movie ended, we have this uh, delivery come to Tony Stark, and <laughs> it's from Stan Lee. Tony Stark. Tony, Tony Tony is helping Rhodey with his physical therapy, and Stan Lee's cameo comes in. He's a FedEx delivery guy. He says, "I've got to deliver Tony Stank. And it's so perfect that Rhodey just gives him so much shit in that one scene. I love those two. So and it's, it's, an, it's an old burner phone <laughs> from Captain America and a note saying, maybe I was wrong for withholding this. I was protecting myself more than I was you. If you ever need to get a hold of me, 
you know how. And there's a there's so much we can talk about in this movie. Scarlet Witch uh, and Vision. Oh my God! Yes. Uh, there. I mean, just um, the the no, love story. No, there. I want a movie. I want a whole movie of nothing but Sam and Bucky just. Fucking like each other. Just like give me each other hell. Movie. Yes. A Thunderbolt. Yeah, make a Thunderbolt movie. Can you scoot your seat yeah. up? No. <laughs> no. Oh, and then when uh, Cap is talking they to Agent kiss. 13. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 like, they and finally they kiss in and the back seat. And they're like, yeah. yeah. That's our boy. Finally gets He's a virgin. <laughs> this man ain't been late in decades. Cap is still kind of true blue, clean dude, yeah. and you got like you know two seasoned vets in the way of women back there going like, "Fine, yeah. this motherfucker does something." Let <laughs> his whistle, bub. Like, right. for those of you who I'm, I'm sure that would have been all right with her blowing him right there. Can you get your seat up now? Oh, this, yeah. this is about oh, seventy God. years in the making, so let's speed this up a bit. <laughs> uh, so. Trying to come a little bit to a close here. Yeah. Those of you who are amateurs in the Marvel Universe and did not stay for the mid credits and ending. I don't want to scene. talk about the ending credits scene. They're not important enough. Let's not waste time. Uh, excuse me. I don't me. know. The, Spidey's was kind of cool. Well, Spidey's was the, cool. The mid credits like, one, yeah. where the mid credits were, were in Wakanda. Bucky yeah, decides cool. to go back into cryogenic sleep. Until they can find a way to get the Hydra implants out of his brain. I think that's just their okay. way of being like, all right, we're not going to pay him for a few movies. He's yeah, tucked away for a like little that's, bit. That's what I'm saying. They're not so important because it's like, oh, but we got to do something with Bucky giant now. fucking there panther. Like, uh, he's a giant fucking see, panther. Wakanda, okay. Wakanda's always been this real, like, <laughs> I'm not saying I hate them. City. I'm just saying, like, we're, we're tucked away. Like, you must be yeah. gracious, bub. Right. I'm not saying I don't like these these scenes. I'm just saying we're at an hour and 36 minutes. We still got two other great things that I want to get. There's a Black to. Panther movie coming out. Yeah. Oh, oh, you know what? I saw the post for that, and like this did make me feel a little racist. But I saw the post for it where um, yeah, no, it says um, 90% of the 90 cast is 90% of the cast is African American. I'm like, no, it takes place. It's in Africa. It, take, oh, no. it takes place is, in Africa. I was like, this really? Is I thought they'd be Asian. Maybe they'll get Sandra Bullock to go and. Yeah. This is like, like, is like the, the I, 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 I might have a little bit of hate for saying this, but woman. Black Panther and Wakanda, that is probably the blackest area of the Marvel Universe. Well, it's fucking Africa. It's, it's so... so we're going to get a lot of Irish hate. They're like, oh, you think we can't... No, no, please. Please proceed. Oh, you think we can't occupy... Africa, it it works. But the airport scene, I think we talked about the airport scene. I mean, it was fucking perfect too. It, like Spider Man was perfect, and the airport scene were perfect. Those are that is what sells me on this movie. This oh, movie, yeah. how great that damn airport scene was. The big fight. It's what makes it Avengers: Civil War, not yeah. Captain America: Civil yeah. War. Um, because you just see, like, you get a little bit of everyone interacting with each other to the point where it comes down to, like, uh, Clint, uh, Clint Hawkeye facing off against Black Panther. And it's like, why are these two fighting? And Clint's like, hi. He's like, hi, we haven't met yet. I'm Clint. And Black Panther's like, I don't care. 
Uh, you know, it's so great. You get to see a little bit of everyone interacting well, and fighting. It, it, oh, Clint and, and Black, Black Widow. Black Widow yeah. And then... We're still friends, right? Uh, depends on how hard you hit me. And then just Scarlet Witch just like Scarlet Witch comes her out away. And just hit, hits her off of what? Like a wall. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you've been pulling your punches. And then walks off. Uh, I and, love that because the whole Clint fight... just kind of shrugs. He's like... Fair enough. The whole fight, Scarlet Witch is like either trying to stay the fuck out of it or fucking someone up because well, she's just fed up with it. Was, she uh, does that twice where yeah. she just walks in and just like throws someone into something and is like, do it already. I, I think Come it was on. with uh, Rhodey. Yeah, she does it. Rhodey got too. fucked he up did. in that fight. Oh, yeah. He got yeah. a tanker thrown on him. But <laughs> So like there was an interview with Elizabeth Olsen. Where she makes the comment about how the airport fight scene where everyone's getting all physical and she's just standing there like waving her arms. <laughs> waving her hands around stuff. <laughs> they're switching her fingers. But you gotta think, like, she's probably That's one of the fight. most deadly Scarlet Witch. I, I, I just want to see Scarlet Witch and does. Doctor Strange behind oh, the scenes. Can't just, wait. It looks no, like they're you know playing patty cake. I wanna see the I wanna see the pre like I don't wanna see the behind the scenes, but I wanna see it before they special add effects. the special effects. That's what I'm saying. Yes, just so those two are in a room. Waving their hands around. <laughs> Playing patty cake. <laughs> okay. Um, the Macarena. But yeah, that was such a great fight scene. You get to see everything you want. You get everything you want from that fight scene. Oh, yeah. No, like, I have no complaints. I'm cool. Like, no. even though, like, I feel Wasp could have been in there, I'm still like... <laughs> I'm with you, though. I Why not utilize her? You know Why I mean? not utilize her? But at the same time, I don't care that she wasn't there. Yeah, because I it don't was care. Um, we even got Hulk in this movie. Yeah. Granted, it was footage from the yeah, first Avengers, but he was still there. technically in there. Um, okay, so like to bring this to a close, what? Who? Whose side is everyone on? Um, well, Bob, going going into the movie, I I I was completely team Cap, and then throughout the movie, there's little spots like uh, when when Tony finds out about the kid that got squished by the building yeah. in Age of Ultron. Like, did he kind of feel? Then he kind of feel Tony's points. Like, yeah, even though Tony. Created a lot of that mess. He's trying to he's trying to make right amends wrong, for it. Yeah. yeah, he's trying to right his wrongs. Uh, I think that was one of the, the great things about this movie is that it kept you kind of jumping from side to side yeah. with more details that got laid out. Just like uh, just like the big reveal about Bucky and everything to yeah. to Tony at the end. It made you feel more sympathetic for Tony than you did for Bucky and Cap by that point. Yeah. Uh, all in all, Team Cap. Okay. Oh, no. I, I was kind of on the same boat. Like, going in, I was Team Cap. I was, like, anti-registration. They they shouldn't be monitored. The best because... hands are our own. Yeah, yeah, because the point got brought up. What if there's something that we need to go help with or, like, that people need our help, but they won't let us go? They won't I can't ignore that situation. Yeah. yeah. So, but like he said, you know, there were different situations. You're like, okay, I can see... Cap's point of view here. I can see Iron Man's point of view here. Yeah. And, like, you see... You even see Iron Man questioning his side. Yeah. So, I and really Cap think... even questioning his side. Yeah. Like, yeah. So that, that was one of the beautiful oh, things about the this. Writing is that it is kept so you with this great and versatile. Forth. Yeah. It's, especially in those moments. That's when the writing shines in this movie. Yeah. Like, it keeps you going back and forth because they keep going back and yeah. forth. So... Honestly, if I had to pick a side, I'm I would be anti-registration. Okay, so team cap, team cap, but at the same time, I don't know because a lot of the things. If you were they, voting, if this was a vote, one or the other, team I, cap. I'd have team to go team cap. Yeah. Okay, okay. 
right. real quick, Chelsea, you yeah, don't have to yeah. explain Chelsea, it. What? Team Cap, saw... Team Iron Man. You don't even have to get in detail if you don't want to. I was on the fence for a lot of it. A lot of, I don't really have to get too descriptive because a lot of what you guys said I believed um, and I agreed with. I'm going to have to say Team Cap, although I was on the fence the entire movie. It was back and forth. It was wishy-washy. I didn't, you know. I pretty much. We've got yeah. three votes for Team Cap. I'm gonna I'm gonna be the minority here. Woo. Not on purpose either, because I I decided this. It was a movie. Like, again, yeah, I was on the fence. Um, I they were jumping around, and that had me jumping around. Um, and I respect the movie a lot for it. Um, I don't think I was starting out as Team Cap. Um, I, I was on Team Iron Man from the beginning because I was like, you know what? Like he. He had to face it. This woman ambushed him and said, here, look at this kid. He was going to do this, this, and this. He was a great kid. You fucking killed him. This kid died because you guys were off doing the thing. That and I love me. when he's talking about that later. He's like, this kid, he was uh, blah, can... blah, blah, MIT, yeah. all this stuff. He, wa he wanted to go uh, help impoverished uh, cities and build buildings. And uh, we dropped one on him while we were kicking ass. Yeah. And that's exactly how he says it. Like so bitter, um, you could and tell I was that. like, you know what? You could it tell hit him personally. Yeah. yeah, and while at the same time I could see Captain America's point of view, where he's like, the best hands are our own. I'm still like, you know what though? <sighs> you guys' hands have been pretty shaky yeah. lately. <laughs> and it did seem like a lot of Cap's motivation throughout this movie was more for helping out a friend. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was. It, it was so more... for a long time, I was I I went in Team Iron Man because I got it, and then when when Tony was willing to go too far i started to stray and yeah. then you saw stuff going caps way and i was like okay well maybe yeah maybe they are wrong because you know the government has a little bit more to do with this than just iron man uh but by the end once it, and this is what sold me some bitch killed my mom some yeah bitch some killed bitch me. killed my mom and i was like <laughs> you know what get him cap or get him iron man well, it's like, I was kind of giggling. I was like, what about his dad? Who gives shit about his dad? He's like, kill my mom. Well, he was like, always at odds with his dad. Yeah, but it was that strange relationship with his dad that his mom always helped. Yeah. Make well, I mean, I completely better. get it. I just yeah. thought it was funny. He's, He's like, like, yeah, it's fuck a, dad. Mommy? Kill my mom. Yeah, you killed my mom. And, like, no one that moment completely sold me on it. At that point, I was, like, they were in a truce, too. So there was no yeah. side to, to choose. And then they had that whole fight scene. That whole fight scene where you know no, Cap should just stop. Cap and Bucky need to stop. They've got to stop. They need to just get the fuck out of there. But, but they keep... After a, uh, they, they do try to get out of it for a minute. But after a moment, it's just like, you know what? Let's fuck this guy up. Yeah. And it's just, dude, if you were really trying to be the middle ground here, you just fucked that whole yep. thing up. Yeah. You, you just sold everything out to help then, your friend. For like an understandable reason, but at the same time, like there was a better way. And you were Absolutely. trying to do that, and you gave up. One of the most heartbreaking things in this <clears> movie <throat> was during that fight scene in uh, in that complex when Iron Man has Bucky in that hold, and he's like, "Do you even remember them?" Yeah. And Bucky's like, "I remember them all." Yeah. So it's pretty bad. That... And then Cap reveals that he knew the whole time. It's just like yeah. it, like that whole last part completely dismantles Captain America's entire fucking premise. And I don't I don't see how you couldn't end up on Team Iron Man because oh, yeah. uh, he's already renounced the draft at this point. He he's like, look, we did fuck up because these guys are in cages. 
like yeah this isn't what we were supposed to do um and then at that point it's really like dude helping his friend versus dude who's who's trying to kick that friend's ass because he killed his parents yeah uh and you just can't not side with cab and oh the shield at the very end there he's like you haven't earned that shield my father gave you that shield you don't deserve it and then cap throws the shield down like it's that whole. I'm getting chills right now. It's, I'm getting a little emotional right now. Um, without but dragging yeah, it out, Iron Man. without dragging it out too much longer, um, Baron Zemo was a okay, big. Yeah. Why? Why not talk about the fucking villain? <laughs> we completely well, glanced over because him. he was a bit lackluster, to be quite honest, in my opinion. I mean, I get. He's supposed to his... be though. He's supposed to be way under the radar. Oh yeah. Because that's how he's fucking everyone up. Is because he's not. He's not in the He's not Loki. He's not. I'm a god, and I deserve I do, everything. I do kind of like though how his motivations in this movie was a direct effect from, from yeah. things that they've done in the past. I I love that we had a more clever. Uh, I really scheming. Well, as ridiculous yeah, as it would have been, I really wanted the hood. I just wanted the and, mask. Well, like, I wanted something, I, I even something reminiscent of it. I think like Black Panther ruined the opportunity for that at the end, Man. where he was gonna off himself with the gun, and Black Panther stopped him. Yeah. By saying the living aren't done with. I, yeah, yet. I think we were talking about like, that afterwards, after the, we watched it originally. Like, yeah. I felt like he was gonna like it, go to pull the trigger. Is it or Black Panther's gonna pull it and like mess up like half of his face yeah. or something, and then later he would wear a mask or hood. But um, no. No. Honestly, like, I mean, besides the fact that, like, he said, he said all the stuff in motion, like, Baron Zemo really didn't play that huge of a part as far as like the big action yeah. scenes and stuff went. Even, well, even at the end action scene, but he that, was there. That but was it was his just... whole plan to orchestrate those. Yeah. he wasn't supposed to be a part because he, he wanted to be. He wanted to be away. Yeah, that blast. His whole plan. Because well, he says it at the end. He says he knew he couldn't beat them. Greater, you need, greater you need men than him have tried. Yeah, greater yeah. men than him have tried, but he could get them to defeat each other. You yeah. know, uh, uh, what was it like? Trying to take them down from the outside uh, was impossible. Greater men than him have inside, tried yeah. taking them down from the end. Or yeah. they from making a call from yeah. the inside or something like that. Yeah. And yeah. that's exactly what I, I, he That's what I love it because you know what we've got. We have the Joker. We have Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. We have Loki. We've got our flamboyant, wild personalities. I'm I'm ready for a sinister, clever dude who just screws people up with his intellect and rather rather than punching. So I'm down for that. You mm-hmm. think we're going to see a return of a lot of these villains that we've only seen in one movie down the road? Uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll. We're gonna see what what is the dude with the claw? In? Claw, claw, claw. Oh yeah, they <laughs> yeah. I know we're gonna see him eventually. They they set it up too perfectly for him to just be thrown away. What's well, like Ultron? You don't really see what happens to Ultron. He just the uh, Vision's mind stone. Yeah. Just maybe like, maybe Ultron Thanos team up. Red Skull. We don't know where he went. Yeah. No, he didn't. He legit die. I don't think so. No, because he it was, knocked uh, him out of that plane. Did he knock him out? That, I felt like that's the, all it was. Is he, he got hit with the the tesseract? But yeah, but I think, but he had already been absorbing the power of the tesseract yeah, before that. Yeah, that's like, true. He'd been trying to. Okay. It just seems like every big villain from every movie, we don't ever see them again. Yeah. I feel yeah. like maybe down the road, Infinity War ish, yeah. we might start seeing some of them pop back up again. Yeah, uh, I could see Red Skull coming back. I'd actually, I'd love it if Red Skull Dude, came back. That was that's so probably great. one of my favorite 
Marvel villains so far, he like as far as visually goes. That, uh, and Baron Zemo is going to be in Black Panther. He's not going to look the same as he did in Civil War. That would make sense. But I, there's been so many, like so much discussion about that. Yeah. Being but uh, Infinity War is well, it won't be Infinity War for all, it. Yeah. Here soon, they're changing the name, I guess. Yeah. But uh, that's so far off that. Speculation. Say, we've got what two years before the first yeah, one. Yeah, and I think so. And, and, and they're not two parters either. Marvel has a way of tripping us up in the best ways. Like everyone's got their little theories, and then all of a sudden Marvel's like, "You're all wrong. This is what's happening." And we're like, and "That's then, so much better." Why didn't we think of it? Like, <laughs> it was so obvious. But yeah. yeah. Um, all right. Um, well, guys, we're we're almost at two hours. <laughs> when we started this, we were like, how long are we going to go? Hour and a half? Good, because I really don't want to go for two hours. I think you still need to talk about something before this episode's what? over. Our unofficial anti-sponsor, our non-sponsor. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the unofficial podcast. anti-sponsor of this podcast, sort of my podcast, is the terrible, lackluster uh, internet service of Frontier. Frontier... <laughs> A once a month internet service that will charge you at the ass without telling you about it, even though it's in their terms and conditions to tell you about it, uh, will hang up on you at least twice, as far as we've found out, when you call to complain. Give, uh, give Frontier your money, or you can throw it off the face of a cliff, set it on fire, put that fire out by shitting on it. Uh, I don't know. Would throw that shitty, burnt <laughs> money into a wood chipper right into a boom tube. Yeah. Um, you could really do anything. Uh, you could somehow hit yourself with your own car, and it would be a better decision than going with Frontier Internet. I'm locked into two years. You shouldn't be. If you are a male, <laughs> it's better idea to have sex with the open end of a pop can <laughs> than it is to sign up with Frontier. If you're a female, same thing. Just in case you don't get it, we don't like yeah. Frontier. <laughs> uh, I don't like Frontier, specifically. So if Vinny doesn't like it, I don't like it. Yeah. We don't like it. We don't support Frontier, nor are we endorsed by them. Obviously. Uh, I don't know if it's it's cool, if we're allowed to shit on them like this, well, but we're gonna. Oh, we're, well. We're not endorsed, sponsored. We, yeah, we don't have any sponsors. We don't make any money doing this. This is this is freedom of speech, so fuck yeah, fuck you. Uh, all all <laughs> trademarks are owned by their respective companies. Companies. I want a t-shirt uh, that says that. So fuck yeah, fuck you. <laughs> uh, Insert legal discussion. I'm just going to make you a shirt that says fuck Frontier. Fuck with Frontier. their logo and everything. <laughs> there you go. Um, so, well, I think that about wraps us up. Yeah, that's, that's going to do it. Um, guys, uh, we're going to be trying to switch everything over to the Sort of My Brand Um sort of my brand Facebook page and that's going to be happening whether we get what we want out of it or not um, because the sort of my comics page was a uh, was an advertisement for our shop basically and that is no longer open so it turned into a news outlet thing and now it's getting a little cluttered so we're going to try and move everything to the sort of my brand Facebook page it do us a huge favor if you would go over there and like that now um, but we have a bit, uh, kind of a special announcement for that on the next podcast. We're not going to reveal anything right now. Uh... <laughs> so <laughs> that means you got to tune in next time if you want to yeah, find out. If you want to find out, um, it could be pretty beneficial to your nerd health. Um, anyways, in any case, you can like us on Facebook through sort of my comics or sort of my brand. Um, you can subscribe to this on 
YouTube, if that's where you're listening to it, the Sword of My Brand YouTube page. You SoundCloud. can listen to it on SoundCloud. Um, are we doing iTunes yet? We should be on iTunes, and we should also be on Amazon Music. Okay. Now. Uh, so I so actually was if able you to, to look find for us on Amazon those. Music. Um, and finally, you can like the Sword of My Podcast Instagram page. Uh, guys, it is always a pleasure to talk to your faces and um, know that you're listening. I always love seeing those numbers go up, even if it's only like five or six. So, um, guys, my name is Vin the Human, Vincent Herman. I am Bob Collins, Boba Fett. This is James Odell, Alpha Spectre. And I'm Chelsea Watkins, Chell Razor. Thank you very much for listening. Cue that badass outro music. Wah!